Hi, this is Angie Meadows, and this is the Rocky Recovery Lesson 9. We're talking about double-mindedness versus trustworthiness. And we're going to move out of that being rocked to and fro in that ship that's making our lives feel unstable today. So we're going to learn a new skill, how to be trustworthy in all that we're doing. So double-mindedness makes us unstable and tossed to and fro. It causes confusion and instability. And then we can be easily blown off of course, and we can end up in a turbulent sea of raging waters and be pushed towards an ocean of consequences. Doubt makes us double-minded. Double-mindedness makes us unstable. So we wanna be intentional to be like a sea captain that charts our course. In James 1, six through eight, it says, but when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded and unstable in all of his ways. So I, wanna, I don't want to be double-minded, and I know when I'm double-minded because it's very, very painful. So remember, uh, we've been learning lessons about the psalmist David and how he has learned to comfort himself with higher thoughts, thoughts that are bigger than his circumstances. And we learned how to be like steel, like a solid brazen wall, not like a dish rag, not soaking up all the negativity around us, but owning our own spirit. And I want you to understand that God's big enough to handle all your pain. So I don't want you to avoid your pain. I don't want you to ignore it. I want you to put it out there. I want you to feel it. You know, just five, 10 minutes and then move on past it. And then if it comes up again, do it again. And we'll talk about that again in another lesson. So today's lesson, we're going to learn, number one, the greatest skill that you can learn is to say no to yourself. Build your stamina. Practice consistently being honest in the little things. A lot of times, if we don't practice saying no to ourselves with those little things, then when the big things come up, we don't have the strength to say no because we haven't been practicing telling ourselves no. So I always practice in just little things like food um, so that my portions are the proper size so that I, I, you know, if I eat a dessert, I eat a small amount. I don't eat the whole bag. I don't eat all, the whole box of cookies. If I eat a cookie, I eat one. If I, if I have a piece of cake, I have a small slice. You know, if I have a soda, it's, it's not every day. It's not several times a day. It's just every now and then so that I am learning to say no to my flesh. And frequently, if I'm struggling with um, my tongue, um, being impulsive with my speech, being impulsive with my actions, being impulsive uh, with my eating, what I do is I start fasting. And that gives me control because, buddy, if I can fast and say no to myself all day, that's sometimes easier than if I get on a little rabbit trail and I just start eating every 15 minutes. <laughs> it's easier to kind of cut it off and just say, hey, we're gonna get some discipline here. So in Luke 16, 10, it says, whoever can, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. So I want you to start being totally and completely honest. Now that does not mean that we're honest in telling people how we feel about them. You know, we got to use some discretion there. We don't want to hurt other people's feelings. And sometimes it's not going to make a difference. Instead, let's find something good that we like about them 
and then we can pull out something in ourselves that we see in ourselves that we're working on like anxiety or like our uh, snippy tongue and then if if you have a relationship with them you can work with it on with them um, but you've got to be able to develop your own accountability and your own walk to be correcting yourself i call that internal controls if i can control myself internally then i don't need to be have external forces controlling me i don't need i don't need the police i don't need um I don't need the boss always looking over my shoulder, making sure I'm doing it right. I can have internal controls. I can do what's right even when no one else is looking. So number two, don't trust your own thinking. Proverbs 12, 15 says, the way of a fool seems right to him, but a wise man listens to advice. A wise man listens to advice. So I want you to start tuning your ear to listen for advice and sometimes i when i first started doing this i would realize oh they're giving me instructions they're just not saying hey here's my advice they're but they're just doing it in conversation and i really need to listen to that and especially if it's somebody who loves me and somebody who cares about me they're usually giving me instructions that's that's best for me and it's my duty to search it out and see if that fits in my life so number three unravel the confusion by asking the lord for your teachers isaiah 30 verse 20 and 21 although the lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of afflictions your teachers will be hidden no more with your own eyes you will see them whether you turn to the right or to the left your ears will hear a voice behind you that says this is the way walk in it so i want you to start looking for teachers because in, with substance use disorder, with addictions, man, there's a lot of bread of adversity and a lot of water of affliction. And, and the one way out of that, listen to this verse, the one way out of that is to look for our teachers, people who have already walked this path and have recovered and have gotten out of this uh, trap and, and follow them and quiz them and say, how do I do this and how to do that? And put those listening ears on and really listen to what, what you're to be doing and, and, and try to lay some groundwork for yourself that's really solid ask yourself is this a responsible decision so before you start making decisions say is this responsible will this help me attain my goals in recovery will this harm anyone else am i being impulsive or selfish and have i asked for counsel from mature trusted leaders a lot of times i ask for counsel from people who will tell me what I want to hear. <laughs> and, and what I really need to do is ask for counsel from people who will tell me what I don't want to hear. People who, who have the words of knowledge, who, who understand uh, life, who are a little more mature, a little farther down that road. And they're not going to say, oh, if I was you, I'd just tell them to, to go stick it. And I'd just quit that job. Instead, they're going to say, nope, you're going to give that boss respect. Even if you can't respect the person, you can respect the position of authority that they have over you. And you can say, yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, and tell me what to do, and I'm gonna do the best I can. And that's respect of authority. And that's uh, what a mature, trusted leader should tell you. So really hone in on who is taking an interest in you and who can give you that sound advice so the exercise is is to identify your good counselors and identify your trusted teachers so that's what i want you to do this week i want you to start working on okay who are these people in my life that can really give me good counsel double-mindedness 
is painful. And sometimes it causes us to make irrational, impulsive decisions. So sometimes when I don't know what to do, it's so hard to just sit with it that I just, I just make a decision and I just do something. It doesn't matter what it is. I just do something so that I can stop stressing over what to do. But that's not always what I should do. I should just kind of sit with it and wait a little while. And this may include running from painful recovery work. So a lot of times recovery work is painful. And instead, I just need to sit with it a while. I just need to ponder it. I need to focus on some of that stuff from the past that needs to be resolved. It may require us to be accountable for foolish decisions and accepting hard consequences. So don't let things pile up from the past. To your best of your ability, go back and start uh, getting with the court system. Start getting with um, your license, the people who who uh, can give you your license back and start saying, what do I need to do? How do I need to do it? If you've got warrants, don't make them come after you. Go, go to them and say, hey, I want to start paying on this. Hey, I want to start working through this. Hey, tell me what to do. How do I, how do I get in recovery? Can I, can I work this recovery program instead of setting, doing my time in jail? Can I do it over here at this recovery program? And, and because the more you avoid that, the more that anxiety just really soaks in. And, and when you get anxious over not knowing what those circumstances are going to, going to happen there, then you might make a decision like an impulsive decision like running. So if you don't know what decision to make, don't make a decision until it becomes clear. So if you're in recovery, don't run from a recovery program just because the going gets tough, just because there's a hypocrite in front of you, just because there's a bully, just because there's a roommate that can't control his mouth. I want you to, I want you to focus on your destination and not the distractions. And that's the principle that we're learning today. That's the skill I want you to learn this week. Focus on the destination. Focus on your destination, your goals of recovery and not on the distractions of everything around you that's, that's maybe uh, making you imbalanced. Instead, really hone in on focus on what those goals are. So what circumstances are causing you to be distracted or anxious? Go ahead and name them. And what would it look like to become responsible in all the smaller areas of your life? So if you change your focus from the people that are doing what they're not supposed to be doing, and you change and put the focus on what you are supposed to be doing, those little things, then your focus is totally different. It's on your recovery. It's on being responsible. It's on moving forward. And so in conclusion, don't doubt that you can recover. Do the work. Place the boundaries on your behavior. Man, if, if I don't want to overeat, I don't buy the food. I don't buy the junk food. If I don't want to eat junk food, if it's in the house, I'm going to eat it. But if it's not in the house, I'm not going to eat it. So don't go around people and places and situations that's going to be a compromise for you. If you know that that liquor store is a compromise, then go home from work another way. Go a, a 10 miles out of the way so you're not passing that liquor store that you always stop at. Do whatever you got to do to put whatever boundaries on yourself. That's internal controls. Build those internal controls where you're saying no to yourself and where you're taking dominion over your life. And that just means you take authority over your own body, over your own mind, over your own person, over everything that you're doing and thinking. And then submit yourself to authority. Return often and apologize. And build a trustworthy character that you and others can depend on. So when my uh, second son was seven, uh, I would often go to him and say, you know, 
I, I need some help with this. I'm, I've been snippy. I've been impatient. And uh, let's work on this. So he and I played a game because he was seven and, and we were very much alike. So we went at it on and off all day. So we decided that we were going to put scotch tape over our mouth <laughs> because we were impulsive with our speech. And for an hour in the afternoons when we got snippy and tired, we were going to put that scotch tape on. And then we had to be slow to speak and quick to listen. So that gave us an extra minute. We had to lift up that tape. It gave us an extra few seconds to think about what we were saying and to slow down our speech. And it worked. He held me accountable. I held him accountable. And as I, as I held him accountable and as I let a seven-year-old hold, hold me accountable and as we became responsible to each other, and then we were on equal ground to work on our own problems. And now he began to listen to me and he began to want to improve because he saw mama improving. So I want you to even go to those that are under you that you have hurt. And, and you're not going to undermine your authority with your children if you go to them and you say, you know, uh, daddy's been a little harsh and I'm sorry and I'm working on that. And I apologize. Will you forgive me? And, and have, them, have them work through that and say, yes, I forgive you. And children are always easy. They're always easy to, to love you back and to forgive you. So build that trustworthy character where people can love on you and where they can depend on you. Now let's say our scripture. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I trust. Psalms 18.2. Now let me pray for you. Lord, help us to be responsible, dependable, and accountable to do what we ought to do when we ought to do it. Help us to be faithful in those little things. Help us to be found faithful in all things, Lord. God, we just love you and we thank you for this day and for this new principle to focus on the destination and not on the distractions. And this is Angie Meadows and this is The Rocker Recovery. Our podcasts are on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, uh, Pandora. The YouTube is Angie G. Meadows. The website is enablersjourney.com if you want the PDFs off. And we will see you later. Bye.